And my name is not just a name. I trust so much on my name because in my life I see the meaning of that name. In the language of the Bavenda people in South Africa, Mpateleni means to build, to establish something. Because my father was a traditional healer, traditional healing, traditional farming, traditional leadership. They said my father was struggling and meeting many challenges from traditional leadership by new governance system, traditional healing by Christian views, demonizing and criticizing what he does. And he said, Mpateleni, rebuild again for me what is getting destroyed. And she did. She helped build a community environmental organization called Zumolamopo. But what about her other names? Magaulole is my grandfather's name, whom my father take it as a son name. I am from the clan called Baguevo. And inside Baguevo, there was a big family from that man called Matumba. And we are called Matumba Magaulule Mukwewa. But in fact, her full name is Makazi Mpateleni Makaulele Matumbo Mukwebo. In Venda, we have rituals, prayers. For us, we call Upasa and Tevula. These are spiritual prayers. They are only done by a lady or a girl. And that lady or a girl is Makazi. Makazi is not a name, it's a role. Makazi also means a moon. podcast is brought to you by Jojo, a proud supporter of South Africa's water activists and a proud supplier of water solutions for a better quality of life. By protecting our most precious resource, Jojo's quality products help to safeguard the well-being of people, communities and the environment, and the people working tirelessly to protect it. This is For Water For Life, the podcast series that tells extraordinary stories of ordinary people and water. They've made it their mission to preserve, purify, and protect it where we live, in water-scarce and unequal South Africa. I'm Gugulet Mplungu. And I'm Sukwetlane Pamudi. For this episode, we visited Makazi Wompateleni, where she lives, in Bembe District in Limpopo, which is a rural province in the northeast of the country. It's home to Bavenda. I was born in 1969. From my childhood, I experienced living well near the indigenous forest. This is what we see, I saw when I wake up every day. We see the mist covering the indigenous forest. We see things in the indigenous forest which we need.
I still go with my elders from my clinic to find and see where did they started, how far they can remember the backward, backward ancestors. It's inside the timber plantation, Blugam, at Rwanda. Rwanda, the sacred mountain, our sacred site river. There is this new trees which they planted there and they removed them by force and chased them away to go away because they wanted to die, to destroy the indigenous forest and plant these blue guns. People were staying in near the forest. They removed them. All over, you go to Tate, Chizibe territory, Shangola Chizibe. Shango is a deep way to Venda. Shangola Chizibe is a home of the sacred forest Tate. It's the home of indigenous forest of the mountain of Tate. But they removed them by force and planted their pine. You go to Butanda, they remove the old indigenous forest and plant tea plantation. I just giving example. Indigenous forest, when you destroy it, you destroy the order of life. There's no longer water, there's no longer evaporation, which according to ecological calendar, where the moon... And so part of what Makazi Bompateleni does as the director of the community action group, Zomola Mopo, is to fight to preserve sacred forests and waterfalls, lakes and rivers. They do environmental defense work by negotiating with authorities, going to court to prevent things like mining or structures being unlawfully built inside of sites that are sacred. And we can't talk about indigenous forests without rivers, wetland, springs. The loss of indigenous forest has affected the order of life. We are living in in disorder today because we undermine indigenous forest. And because it's in the name, right? Zumola Mopo. The concept of Mopo is all of creation. The word Mopo for us Wakanda people, it means everything, everything which is not made by human being or created by a human being or produced by a human being. Mopo means all the natural creations of the universe. The indigenous forest it is a mupo which make that indigenous forest. That forest is not planted by a human being. The soil which is there is not made by a human being. Everything which is found there in the indigenous forest, from rivers, from big trees, from small trees, from plants, small plants, from insects, from reptiles, from soil, from stones, Everything which you see there in the indigenous forest and which is there in its own order. If we hear the river running, that water, that sound of the water running, is a mupo sound. And that connection is with animals, with the trees, with the water in the river, with wetlands, everything. is mupo, the way English just explain nature. Mupo is deeper than in nature. Nature is inside Mupo.
You arrive through a large town that the original inhabitants called Tsirululuni. After democracy, it was briefly renamed Makado, but today is still known as Luitrichard, after the settler leader who arrived in 1836. Black townships dot its perimeter. You drive through the foothills of a great mountain range, the Sotsbanberg, and the area that holds the biomes that hold the sacred forests, lakes, and waterfalls that today are under threat. The websites offering accommodation will tell you about just how fertile the land is here. Tell you about lychees, bananas, avocados, mangoes, and nuts farmed in misty valleys. But the rain falls mostly on one side of the mountain, and centuries ago already, the Venda inhabitants who relocated in various directions, but mostly to the drylands west of the town. Colonization has disconnected us in everything which makes us well-being. That's why children today they don't even understand that the river is important. When they cross the bridge, they cross the bridge on top of the sand. No water there in the river. But they go to bathroom, to the kitchen, they still find water to drink, to bath, to be clean. But the children cannot connect that. This water from the tap comes from the river. They think the house is already having water. And so Zomola Mopo, the voice of Mopo, also do the work of keeping the indigenous knowledge systems of the Bavenda alive by transmitting information from elders to the younger generation especially. They try to rebuild these lost connections. This thing is the one which makes us to disconnect with the Ripo. It's the thing which makes us to disconnect with the Mopo. Okay, so I think we've got Mopo under the belt, which means my next question is, what is Zwifo? So this is what sits at the heart of the spirituality of indigenous people and traditional healers like Makadzi. Water isn't just something we drink or clean ourselves with. It's also a vital space for spiritual practice. But I'd rather let Makadzi explain it herself. Rivo is a place where there is the undisturbed indigenous forest. You can find the cave there, you can find the river passing through, waterfall there, you can find a wetland there, you can find a dense, dense forest there in the mountain. And Rivo house there. You cannot see them, Rivo, but Rivo to understand well is not different with the temple or the church. Rivo for us Venda people is the place where the ancestor spirit are, is the womb of the spirit. And that spirit connects us with the creator. Rivo is the place where we go to pray, even though we don't use the word prayer or tabelo. We have our own Venda language, original language far back, which has evolved with our ancestors even today. Upasa, Udatebula. This is what Rivo function to do that. When a child is born, we introduce the baby to the ancestors through the totem of our own Rivo. You know what, Rivo? Zipo is a healing place. It's a place where you go to seek harmony. 
healing. That's why if you disturb those those people get affected. They get sick. So now you can start to understand the stakes in some of the battles that Zomola Mopo has fought in public forums and courts of law around sites in Limpopo like the sacred waterfall at a place called Pipidi and the rainforest at a place called Tate. And these sacred sites and their waters are facing multiple human threats. The whole human catastrophe, environmental degradation, mining, tourism, erosion, population growth and urban development. Development interfere with the indigenous forests and not coming to mining. Mining is the worst part of the worst, worst thing which they want to finish indigenous forests. And some Zwefo are now also inside private farms and plantations. And the Makadis of Bembe have to try and negotiate permission in order to visit them. Now, not even ordinary vendor people are supposed to walk in the sacred Tate Wonder Forest with its giant yellow woods and creepers and tales of a white lion who protects the graves of the Tate clan chiefs who are buried there. You can see the forest knotting the landscape above the sacred Lake Funduzi. With permission from the chief and the blessing of the ancestors, you find yourself walking across the silted sand to reach the water of this rare natural inland lake. It should be water underneath your feet, but eroding soil is filling the lake entrance because of subsistence farming and the development of more and more homes. Motorbike tracks tear up the earth from the roaring three-wheelers of the boys from town. The lake is receding, silting up year by year. At the water's edge, a family coming through on foot from neighboring Zimbabwe is trying to catch small fish to eat for supper. Mutunuzi is passing there through the territory to Richizibe, and it crosses there through Butanda's river. It go and make the waterfall of Pipiti, that is a great forest of Ramunangi people. Everything here at Pipiti on the Mutsunduti River is as sacred as it is endangered, but especially the waterfall that crashes and chatters over huge rocks. There's been a site of Dzumola Mopo's activism. We reached Pipiti waterfall. I can't enter there because of... They regard me as an enemy who blocked tourism. It is wrong to build a hotel inside. They have disturbed my river. They have disturbed waterfall. They have disturbed the communication of everything which Mopo needs to give us harmony. Listening to Makadze speaking about saving these sacred sites and the importance of indigenous knowledge made me think of someone else we've encountered on our journeys. But we do know, and that is where God was very good to us, he gave us a massive book of history that's written in the rocks in the soils and in the history of the human beings. We can go back and look what happened in history and then learn from that. That's Um Gideon, the geologist who has surveyed the rocks and aquifers across South Africa and now works with organizations like Gift of the Givers to find water for drought-stricken communities. This is how Um Gideon views indigenous knowledge keepers and healers like Makadzi Bompateleni. 
Now, you can go into the Northern Cape today and there are certain areas where nobody is allowed except the medicine people because that is where the last water will be. So, historically, what worries me a little bit as a South African is that we're losing all our indigenous languages, Afrikaans, Susutu, Suzulu, Zikosa, the Khoisan languages, and these languages contain survival information. If you, for instance, go to Zululand, you'll find a tree called Amanti Mangini, which means I grow where there's lots of water. In English, the tree is known as Eolinia Imarginata, which means absolutely nothing to the African people. Now, losing the language of Isisulu, when you then graduate after four years at university, you will know all these trees in English and in Latin, but you won't know what your grandfather named these trees, the springs, the rivers. Now, Utukela comes from the Zulu word Tukela, which means to rise up very quickly from the ground. And that is because when it rains in Bergwall, it's like a thunderstorm in the Drakensberg, then the Tugela River, when it reaches Tugela Ferry, it actually backs up because it then floods its banks very, very quickly. And Shaka Zulu calls it Utkela because it came up from the ground very suddenly. And the Orange River, in its ancient name, is known as the Tariha. And Tariha in the ancient languages means don't rely on me for water. And that is where this drought cycle and the management of water comes in because one must remember to come back to the water cycle. What is very important is people were using spring sites and I worked in the Sutu for 10 years. And there's where Moshwish was born close to Butabuke, I studied all the spring sites that are now very, very holy springs. They still very, very sacred. And I studied all those spring sites. And Mushwesh declared those sites holy and they still regard it as holy 200 years later. So it's something that's carried over and over in generations to keep that specific area clean and to regard those sites as very holy. Now, if we lose the ability to understand the holy places where the last water is going to be available in South Africa, that is where we're going to run into serious trouble. Meanwhile, back in Limbobo, in the misty Vembe district, the Makadzis of Tsumolamobo are not giving up the fight, despite the odds. They've actually created three interconnected programs in their communities to try and future-proof their cultural sites and practice. The first is a program to preserve and restore the indigenous forest ecosystems and sacred sites. They make nurseries, do mapping exercises, and hold dialogue. Nazaris become important for replanting indigenous trees so that we claim back the indigenous forest to have rights to be there. We start to make compost on our own and we put those seeds in a broken basin and the seed of tree comes out. We nest them as the Makazi of Zomalampo, they always said these trees are their baby. It's like they gave birth to them. They have to take care of them. Today, when I'm sitting here, I was counting because tomorrow I'm going to the nurseries in three villages. A young person, the lowest amount of trees is 400 seedlings of different trees. 
Emakazi elder who has trees in her nurseries, they reach 7,000 alone from seed. We are planting trees. And because these people, they are saying, I always said you are not poor because it demands of children wanting money, school, everything. We make it a project that they do income generating. Like me, I don't have a salary, but I'm making my own salary, my, my own salary at Chitiba. Zumola Mopo's second umbrella program is on seed and food systems. For us to understand food in the holistic way, seed in the holistic way, that is, Food is not for feeding stomach and hungry. It's more than that. Seed comes first for rituals. All our seed. Seed for us Venda people, they work when you are born, when you go to the initiation school, Musa, when you go to the circumcision here. In Venda Kshaya, when the boys come back, we shower them by seeds when they come back from forest. When you get married, your wife has to be blessed by seed. When your baby is born, there is a ritual which connects with the seed, which is the baby is going to eat at food. When you die, Makazi, when you are, you reach your grave, Makazi has to be there with water and the seed to bless that grave. That's why we said seed and food systems. We are not people who just talk food security. We go with the children to show them the importance of trees, the healthy ways of eating fruit from the wild. We started to take seed of the wild fruits and seedlings and started to give children to plant at their home or at schools. When we are replanting, rivers were our most important concern. You know, we have Njelde River here. Jelly River is the longest river which travels into Limpopo, but it's not a Tate. People want to destroy Tate. They don't know that they are affecting Limpopo River. Already it is affected. We see even the river is no longer flowing from its original way. It is coming here now. People are making fields. People are cultivating. We did dialogue. We get the old elders there and to tell us how was the river before this cultivation. This is where we try to plant the trees. Many rivers. There is a river where I am born, my home of Uga. We are trying to protect it, that river. I'm going there on Wednesday. And the third program is about intergenerational learning. I have elders from Zomalamupo. We spend those seven days with the children, digging and eating everything, through sharing, through singing. Elder, when they teach them the song, we have to understand deeper about that meaning of the song. Then the children will start now to draw what they were listening. The water, where does water come from? I never mention anything. But in the map, the children draw the mountain, plants, everything, the clouds, everything, the river flowing. 
to the sea and coming back the rain, the moon, everything. If we don't create the space of intergenerational learning with young people and the elders, elders are going to die with the experience, with the spirit, and they will become ancestor spirit. For me, this is really powerful work because it weaves the community together. And as Makadzi would say, it shows how everything is interconnected. It really is astounding work. Water for us is called Madi. What you ask me about Mupo, Ripo, Makazi, indigenous forest, Agalachivenda for us is indigenous forest. They cannot be there without water, without Madi. Madi same is the power of everything. Mupo created Madi. I have explained what is Mupo. Zomo. It comes from Mulomo, mouth. Zomolamupo means the loud voice of Mupo, the big mouth of Mupo. That is Zomolamupo. If you join us, you become Zomolamupo. You become the voice to the deaf ears about Mupo. That is Zomolamupo what it do. That's why in our Zomolamupo we said, creating Zomolamupo in all our works. Whatever we do, when we do this with the children, we are creating the small Zomolamupo. They are small children, but they have to be very big, loud voice of Mupo. I don't think I'm ever going to be the same after meeting the Makadzis of the Vembe district. I certainly won't. But actually, she's not the only water hero from Limpopo that we met on this journey. I was born in Limpopo, in a township called Shandima, so many, many years ago, to a single mother of 19 at the time. Makadzi, who loves indigenous plants, is probably not about to farm macadamia nuts from Australia, but many farms in Limpopo do, and Murendeni Mafumo built his water filtering technology from their shells. So I, I looked into what other technology can we build locally. So we started building water filters from different sets of material. The first main treatment stage is the graphite nanofiber material. The carbon stage, which is the first stage, uses macadamia nut shell. We ended up landing on two-stage treatment system, a macadamia nut treatment system for carbon, as well as a nanofiber from, um, from graphene material. Then we put it together, 3D print the shells, 3D print the housing that, that shells the, the, the filter, and we took it out to market within about 18 months or so. You can listen to Mirendini's story in an earlier episode of For Water for Life. 
And do please rate and review us when you've listened. I'm Sigwetlane Pamudi. And I'm Gokule Tumshongum. Thank you for joining us. All of our podcasts are available at jojo.co.za. The series was made possible because of Jojo, For Water for Life. Find us on social media at For Water for Life and share your water stories using the hashtag Listen to the Water. Because if you do, it can change your life. From the Jojo family to yours, we hope you enjoyed today's episode of For Water for Life. Whether you're looking for top quality storage tanks, water filters or other water solutions, Jojo has the product ideal for you. Discover our range at jojo.co.za and find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for all the latest product news and water related content. 